0: This episode of the Big Head Chats podcast on the On The Pine Sports Network is brought to you by Mulca and Co. Marketing. For all your marketing needs, Gav and the team have you covered. They do it all, including making our new website. They made the process of creating and continually editing a website super easy, and the end result? Well, I'll let you check it out for yourself at www.onthepinesports.com.au. They also build online stores using Shopify. In these COVID-19 times, when going online has been a must for some businesses, Gavin, the guys know how to get you there. Check out their latest store at www.wadrobebythec.com.au. Now, some podcasts might give you a little discount code, but I'm not quite there yet, so keep listening, and maybe I will be one day. But anyway, you should check them out at www.molkay.com.au. Marketing. That's www.molkay.com.au. Marketing. Now, to Big Head Chats. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to the Big Head Chats podcast. As always, Ollie Nash here with the Big Noggin, and I'm honoured to be welcomed by an On the Pine co-founder, Liam Melrose. Liam, welcome to the show. It's uh
1: it's great to be here, Natty. Um, obviously, it's been a uh, eventful night on a uh, sports
0: It's yeah, that 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 was going to be my first uh, point of discussion. Is that We've had a very eventful night, very uh, nervous night on the punt, Tigers and the Bulldogs. Um, you, you, you discuss yours first, and then I'll dive into mine.
1: Um, yeah, pretty much. I'm pretty much like I'm off the off the same game. Uh, I'm similar to you. I've had a few five-dollar goes at a uh, a couple of the games since the, the season restart, and you always see you know tick 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 tick, tick cross tick yep. tick tick tick. It's always one leg. Always one leg, um, yeah. Richmond at two thirty-five. We just couldn't resist. Um, so we're halfway up. We've got the seven legs from tonight up. We've got five legs tomorrow. But yeah, you know, it's been a been a good start to the round.
0: She's she's a fat one that you've got. You've got a got the D's and the and the power tomorrow night as well. It's a it's a fat multi.
1: It's um yeah. I mean tomorrow night we need Melbourne to win to track at fifteen or more. Both fifteen or more. Six in a goal. Bray goal. You think? It's a certainty, but yeah, Melbourne. We just you just don't
0: know what you're going to get. Oh yeah, as we discussed earlier, I think those four those four legs of the players seem pretty stock centered for a for any given night. But just depends which demons outfit you get. I think there are um, yeah. I mean, they, and they can be knowing me Melbourne.
1: Is, well, knowing Melbourne, they'll let me down.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, but um,
1: we can only uh, we can only hope.
0: <laughs> we can only hope. But I'm hoping some of the listeners will. Uh, They'll understand this pain, but so uh, the the, you know, the game starts and I've got a I don't know what it was a six legger run maybe uh, a few things and then you know first two legs that sort of happened pretty quick. Row Alton, Mitch Wells, a Goal Edge, that was pretty fine. Shay Bolton to get fifteen, that was pretty all good. Uh, Tiggy's looked comfortable to win, so that was fine. Uh, over one hundred twenty points, that seemed pretty decent from you know the get go. That seemed like it was going to be okay, especially at halftime. The last one though. Marcus Bontempelli, fifteen touches, enters the last quarter. Yeah. With, uh, enters the last quarter with eleven, and then with nine minutes to go, he needs just the two, just a, just two little sneaky handballs, just the one two. Um, gets to about the five minute mark, still hasn't touched it, and the nerves start to kick in then because it's like, the game's already done, the all the tick has gone out of it, and we just don't know if he's going to get it. Well,
1: my big cause I had him as well. My biggest concern was. They'd take him off for some reason, just just to conserve oh. him. Cause like, I'm like, you know, they know the game's done. So, you know, knowing us, like, they'll take him off and rest him.
0: Yeah, 110%. And you and he,
1: and get 14, you get 14. Oh. And we'll just be one shot. We one one kick shot.
0: It is the stuff of nightmares, that. It is the stuff of nightmares. And it's happened too often to me, and I just couldn't go through it again.
1: I mean, as I said, that's why I'm off it. The only reason I was I was stuck in tonight was the Richmond odds two thirty five. Yes, like you just couldn't resist
0: that. I, I could not believe that they were two thirty five. I could understand if they're not the favourites for this week, but two thirty five was unbelievable odds. That was outstanding.
1: Well, Monday they were a dollar So I don't know what's happened in two days to make them go up sixty
0: cents. Yeah. Yeah. It's um well, sports bet. You know, I'm thanking them now because. Handing me a handy little paycheck for the weekend, so got to take it. And then tomorrow's hopefully we're going to ride yours home hard tomorrow night. And then hopefully when we uh, start up on the Pine Podcast again, we get back into it, or you join and jump on the Big Head Chats again, we can uh, celebrate the big win. We're
1: hopeful. We're we're definitely definitely hopeful, but uh we definitely gamble responsibly. Five bucks a <laughs> day. Yeah, so no, nothing,
0: nothing, uh, nothing big.
1: Nothing big, but five into two hundred if it gets up. So,
0: I mean, take that. you'll take that every day of the week. Um, it will take that now, yeah. Melrose. We, uh, so I've had Will on the on the podcast the last few episodes, and where we've been discussing the uh, the glass half full and glass half empty for each team heading into the bubble. Um, so today we're going to discuss the Clippers, um, Denver, and Miami. So three pretty interesting teams, and three that are pretty. Three they are going to be pretty uh, dangerous in the bubble, especially once the playoffs start. Um, we'll go straight to the Clippers, straight at the top. So the uh, the two seed in the West were the Clippers, uh, just five and a half games below the first place Lakers um, at, what was their record, 44 and 20. Um, what's, your, what's your glass half full for the Clippers?
1: My glass half full? Yep. Um, so... Uh, I may get this wrong because this is your uh, little segment <laughs> um, that I was questioning you on earlier. But, um, yes, yeah, so I've said the fact they've got Kawhi um, and Paul George, um, to me, that's a glass half full. Um, obviously, having two of the you know, best players in the league in the same lineup, um, to me, is going to get you a long way.
0: Um, Um, And I think the fact that they're healthy as well Is the biggest thing uh, For the Clippers They're both You know PG obviously had his struggles Throughout the year And Kawhi with his load management um, But you know You get them both back healthy And They're just a whole different monster With those two both I think Yeah I
1: think And in saying that um, Both have a a plethora of um, Playoff experience Especially Kawhi obviously You know Won a championship last season But Paul George has been to the playoffs probably, you know, almost every season in the league. Um, so, yeah, I, I just feel like having those two guys is going to, you know, go a long way to to getting to the uh, to the promised land of the, of the finals.
0: And a stat uh, – or not a stat, it's the, so the, their form heading into the – just before the lockdown happened was superb. So – and these, these were eight games that PG and Kawhi both played in. Um, so it was probably their longest stretch – and their best stretch together for the season. Um, so, um, it was pretty. Yeah, beat some good teams and by a lot as well. So, won seven of the la- of their last eight. Um, beat Memphis by twenty seven, Phoenix by ten, smashed Denver by twenty nine, Philly by six, uh, the Thunder by fifteen, Houston by fifteen, and then Golden State by twenty four. And their only loss came to the Lakers, which was by nine points. And there was only a few, you know, buckets in that. The the, the Clippers, you know, in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, that was definitely a very winnable game for them. So um, their form going into the lockdown was superb, and that was with Quine and PG playing together. And looking back at the game logs and, 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 you know, watching some of those games, neither of them played outstanding to their lofty standards, but the team gelled well together, which is a pretty dangerous sight for the rest of the league.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely you sort of look at the West and um, to me. It's sort of who can beat the Lakers. Um, obviously, there's been a lot said about uh, the Blazers if they can sneak in, they they match up well with with the Lakers. But um, yeah, the Clippers to me are, are are definitely a big threat.
0: And just quietly as well. So, uh, PG missed 22 games on the season. Landry Shamit missed 17, and Patrick Beverley missed 16. So they're three key guys. In their roster, like Landry Shamit is an underrated player in this lineup, but he's very important to what they do, on especially on the offensive end. and can definitely hold his own defensively. And Beverly missing sixteen games, so he's their sort of defensive anchor, especially in in the guard spot. So he's taken the best guard every night, and there's some outstanding guards in the West. Um. So and Kwai missed his thirteen games as well. So it's been a very roller coaster season in terms of continuity. With the team And they still finish Second seed 44 and 20 So I just think That's a pretty dangerous sign For the rest of the league Don't you?
1: Yeah well They're only As I said They're only Six games behind the lake You'd you'd probably expect them To finish um, I mean They could finish As low as 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 Probably six But You'd you'd expect them To be in that top three Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And obviously There's I guess there's no Home advantage Being in the bubble But um, Yeah I think yeah, they're definitely they're definitely
0: a team that, you know, that they are a championship threat. And Melrose, I've uh, I've done gone deep diving and got some stats up for you. I know, I know you love your stats, as we all do. Uh you love my,
1: I thought you were gonna get my stats up then. <laughs> as,
0: uh, what do you mean? So the, what the uh the old Melbourne Tigers shooting stats or? Uh,
1: probably more domestic. More the domestic. Uh, the domestic stats say they are there. I mean, I don't know. The old BJBL, they're not great at
0: locking the stats. No, nah, they're not good at all actually. I uh same with even the old footy footy games as well, and they're not very good at keeping uh, keeping track of it all. Um, yeah, but yeah. they they are on basketball reference, and that's where I've been living the last few days uh, discussing all these teams. So, um, the lineup that is probably going to be their most used now that everyone's healthy, and the one that's probably the most dangerous um, come the playoffs, especially. So, Pat Beverly, Lou Will, PG Quai, Montrose Harrell, Um, is plus thirteen and a half. Uh, 13.8 points per 100 possessions in 56 minutes. um, So that that core group of guys that is probably there, like the Warriors had their sort of death line-up in their championship years, this is probably their death line-up here for the Clippers. That group hasn't played heaps together, but when they have, it's been really good. So you can only imagine that once they get some continuity up and you know play a bit more together, um, I think it's going to be dangerous for them, but they're gonna be missing Lou Will for the first two games because of his COVID breaches. Have you have you seen some of his antics Melrose on social media? Yeah,
1: I have seen that. I was gonna I mean I could it probably relates to my glass half empty with um with the Clippers. I've gone with um I've gone with the fact they don't have Lou, Lou Will for the first two games. Harrell's gone um he's gone for the whole time isn't he?
0: No, nah, oh Harold's still up in the air, so not really sure. Yeah, um, okay. he's yeah he's attending to, to some personal issues um, outside the bubble, so there's still no word on okay. Harold just yet. But um, yeah, Lou will miss it.
1: Yeah, not certain. Lou will miss the first two, lingering issues, and I don't know. Like they've got to keep Pat Beverly sort of in line, because um, mm. we've heard his antics, and um, if he the thing with like he he. You know, can be their most important player, or he can be the person that lets the team down. Yeah. So for um, me, yeah, if they can keep him focused, um, definitely will go a long way to, to getting them to the title. But um, yeah, it's he sort of it's a bit of an uncertainty at the moment.
0: I think um, yeah. So I I was pretty similar with you. My class half empty was yeah, definitely missing Montrezl Harrell because he's massive for them in terms of just energy off the bench, um, and especially cleaning up the boards, um, which is all you need from your from your bench players, and it's what Lou will brings as well. Because there's so much reliant, so much is relied upon Quai and PG to get that start and and you know carry that load. But when you can a- when you're able to rely on Montrez and Lou to come on, and just continue that continue that you know trend while the other guys rest is massive and then in clutch time they go so well being off the ball with P G and Kawhi who are gonna dominate most of the ball as well. Um yep. what do you do you read much into the lingering sort of injury concerns for the Clippers?
1: Well yeah, I, like I haven't read too much into it obviously, um but it's definitely been an issue for them. Um and yeah, I mean that's why I said with my with my glass half empty like it's um I don't know, Like it's a, it's a lingering thing, it seems to be, but um, I don't know, like it's hard to tell because you, know, you don't know how healthy each player is going to come back. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you don't know if they're going to be how you'd expect. Um, it's similar to how we've seen with the AFL. Like you just don't know each player's mindset.
0: Um, yeah, and I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've realised, especially with the footy, and I'm assuming it will be pretty similar, with the basketball uh, in in Orlando, is it life's pretty different when they're in these bubbles, and it's pretty tough for most of the players. Um, missing family, you know, being quite even though you're with the, your teammates, there's probably a lot of time where you're isolated even from them, um, just in your own hotel room. Which, you know, as we as you and I found out, Murrow's living in Melbourne at the moment in lockdown. <laughs> staying in, inside all day in the same space is pretty pretty depressing at times.
1: It's it's not ideal. I think it's really gonna be um I mean the fact that every team is in the bubble. Um it's a bit different to the How you know, some have been in, some have been out. But it's um it sort of reminds me of like when I've been watching, you know, some of the pre season things, obviously the season starts up on on Friday and, and you and you see their, you know, their schedules and stuff. It almost, like, it reminds me of a basketball tournament.
0: Yeah, it does. Like,
1: you know, like when we were younger, you know, you would have done this playing for Ballarat, but, you know, you go somewhere for a weekend and, you, you know, and you're with the team for that for that period and, you know, it's game after game after game. Um, it's just sort of how the team held.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's actually spot on. And uh, just the, seeing the setup they've got, even though there's, it's a lot more, it's obviously a lot fancier than what we had playing in games in, Shepherd and Marrows, but uh like this their <laughs> setup that they had in terms of, you know, there's just the coaches there, you can hear everything that's happening, all the you know, all everything that's being said by the players or the coaches, you can hear everything. It's a lot of local feel with the basketball, which I love.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, yeah, as I said, it's um almost like you and uh Shorty down at the uh the Shepherd Motel. Sort of. <laughs> On the uh outdoor court
0: there. Like yeah, I mean, next
1: to the uh the splash
0: pool. Yeah, well that's where I did most of my best work was uh when we weren't actually playing. <laughs> just when we were outside mucking around on the outdoor courts. <laughs> yep. Couldn't couldn't quite hack it when uh when we were playing on the court. I just let Shorty do the work, as I think most people would but, uh, to
1: be honest. <laughs> I um well that's where you do your best work on the pines. So Well correct. Um, I
0: mean the name yeah. speaks for itself.
1: Exactly. I um, but no, that's the big takeaway for me. You know, this comes for, for not just the Clippers, but every team. Um, as I said, you know, how well the teams gel together after having you know time away from each other, having a big interruption. Obviously, who stays healthy. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of it comes down to comes down to mindset and how they use their time away from the court as well as what they do
0: on the court. Hundred percent. I um, you know, I, I chatted to to Willer uh, the last sort of. Few weeks since he's been up in the in the bubble, um, and yeah, he he said the same thing. The you know most important thing was to sort of keep yourself busy. Don't let don't let yourself get locked away in your hotel room, which is easy to do because you know you want to sit down and watch a movie or whatever. Like he said sort of keep you know moving, keep you know interacting with people as much as you can because as soon as you sort of isolate yourself, even more so than you already have to, um, that's when that's when it plays on the mind a bit of these guys, I think. And then, you know, then the fact that you're missing family comes in, you're missing friends and all this other stuff, and you can't do much outside of train and play, that all starts to come back, I think, after that.
1: I think, yeah, it all comes down to, um, you know, um, yeah, as I said, how how you use your time away from the court as well. Um, I think you've just got to try and keep everything as normal as possible. And that's what I think. All these teams and all these leagues have tried to do, where they've had to have, you know, teams moving into into hubs and bubbles and things like that. you just got to try and make it as homely as you can.
0: Yeah, agree, 100%. So, in your case, Mel, as it means, keep working at the barn, keep having a few beers on a Friday night with the old man, keep having a sneaky punt here and there, just keep life normal. Yeah, the, uh,
1: the punt's not something that I'm known to do. Like it's, a, it's been more of a you know a thing because as you say you know there's not much to do. There's so not heaps,
0: not heaps at you all. You know you
1: you're sort of watching every well pretty much every AFL game. So it's going to be you know we'll put five dollars on something and you know it makes you want to watch the game.
0: Well, that's it actually. Yeah, at least it even for those <laughs> some of those games. I mean you know I think Adelaide and last week I could not have given less of a shit about that game but if you, you put a little sneaky five bucks on it, it creates a little bit of theatre around it gets you get you invested
1: exactly I was uh I, I was on the crows you know my, they, they're a huge here, and uh,
0: they, got they got they yeah, were they were um, very close yeah um, uh, so we're gonna we'll move on to Denver Melrose so um They're pretty interesting, Denver. So they're the three seed in the West at the moment, entering the bubble. Um, Not too far behind. They're 43 and 22. So they were a game and a half behind the Clippers um, and a game and a half ahead of Utah in fourth. Um, For me, for Denver, the glass half full, a skinny Nikola Jokic, that's definitely a positive. I think you'd agree with me there, Melrose. Yeah, it's, um, it's a
1: scary sort of look. (laughs) <laughs> I feel
0: like he's more intimidating, skinnier than he is. Yeah, heavier. I think so too. I think so too. Um, I think for Denver, so they come in as the three seed, and they're that team that is always hard to beat. So you're never going to get an easy win against Denver because, uh, they're always going to be their system so strong. Everyone knows their role in that team. Um, and so you know, you saw last season in the postseason, they they had two seven game series. Um because they, you know, there's no easy wins against them. But what I also would say is that their glass half empty is that they're not their team that they've got isn't really suited for the playoffs. I don't think Nikola Jokic is suited for the playoffs as much as he is a regular season. And there's no firepower to get them over the line, I don't think. Not like there is in a, a Clippers or a Lakers or even a Portland where they've got some dame and CJ, there's no firepower there to really take them to that next level?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, yeah, as you say, you, their top five scorers, uh, obviously, Jokic, but then you've got Jamal Murray who can shoot the ball. But then it's like it's a, it's a Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and then you've got um, Jeremiah Grand as well. Um, and they're the only double, obviously, and Gary Harris as well, they're the only double-digit um, scorers. But... Um, yeah, as you say, because
0: they sort of have that extra punch. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You, what's your glass half full for for the Nuggets? Is it Bol, Bol?
1: Um Well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he's part of it. I've, I've said. Um, the thing is, though, is I don't know how much they're going to use him. Though. That's all. That's the thing. I think. Just don't know. Is
0: it almost uh, the classic plays one scrimmage game and everyone loses their mind and thinks he's the next. Nikola Jokic type deal, or is that, is yeah, he actually going to play? That's, that's the, what I mean. That's what we're all waiting to see. Is when is he actually going to well, play significant minutes uh, in the normal season and the postseason?
1: See, to me, like it screams Taco Fall.
0: <laughs> Surely a better version though of Taco Fall.
1: You would think so, but like it's just you know everyone goes nuts sees this giant like you know, killing it in the scrimmages and then um you know, they come the season, you know, we're demanding to get him on the court for the last two minutes. So Yeah. Um yeah, it be interesting. But the I've gone with so I've said Denver a complete mix up of positionless basketball. It could be a half ball or a half empty. So it could swing either way.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. they completely throw everything all over the place. You know, have Jokic playing the point sometimes, ball well with small forward. Um you know, Jamel Murray at center. Like it's um, yeah, it's just as I said, it can either go. It could be an extreme positive, or it could be an extreme negative. And it, it really, to me, it depends. I don't know how much they're going to do it, but um, it could, you know, get them to the finals, or it could, you know, bomb them out in the first round.
0: Well, that's the thing with with the the three seed to the I'm going to say the seven seed in the West. There's sort of. There's no surprises for me. I feel all of them could be out in the first round or make the conference finals. There's sort of, you know what I mean? There's a case you could argue for either one, but neither one would surprise me. So it wouldn't surprise me if Denver's gone in the first round. It just wouldn't surprise me with the the fact that there's no home court advantage. These teams haven't played for four months. Um, it just seems that everything's evened up again and the, and the records are pretty even as well. There's only a couple of games separating teams here and there. So, a six seed beating the three seed wouldn't surprise me. So, that would mean, you know, at the moment, Denver might be at the first round, which, as you said, wouldn't surprise me in the slightest.
1: Well, it's, the, the thing you sort of forget is the, is the home court advantage. So, like, you know, in the past, we have had, you know, obviously, you know, the first four seeds get that home court advantage in the first round and, then, you know, and so on for the rest of the playoffs. But, um, yeah, the fact that that's not there, suddenly it makes it extremely open. Because a team like Utah... Um, you know and even Denver but Utah in particular you always hear about you know how how hard it is to win there because the crowd is just so intense
0: yep yep uh, and same um, with a, with yeah. an OKC the, you know all reports are that fans are crazy there and it's really hard to win there so and even so for Denver they've got obviously got um, the air quality in Denver is hard to get used to as well which they they, they play in every night obviously but they don't have that behind them in the bubble.
1: Well, I was going to say as well, I might be wrong, but I feel like I've heard that in Salt Lake City, which is where the, the Jazz plays, it's the altitude levels of something that's different, which makes it extremely hard. Well, so, so that, that, That's what I meant.
0: So Denver has the altitude levels. I'm not sure about Utah, but Denver definitely does um, have yeah, different altitude um, levels.
1: Either way, though, um, the fact that they're all playing in the same area and there's no travel or anything. Suddenly, yeah, you know that that home court advantage just isn't the same.
0: Completely evens up for sure. Um,
1: um, the only, just quickly looking at it though, in terms of that, yeah, I would say probably the Lakers and the Clippers to me are two teams that I don't think it'll make a difference. But yeah, as you say, three to about six or seven. Uh, yeah, um,
0: yeah, definitely. I I would agree in the fact that I don't think ultimately I don't think it'll make a difference in where we end up with the Conference Finals and the Finals, but it definitely evens it up a bit more and makes life a little bit harder for a Lakers, for a Clippers, for a Denver, those teams that sort of work so hard to get a top seed in the West. It definitely brings them back to the pack a little bit more, for sure. Um, Now, the opposite of the Clippers, Denver's main group haven't really missed. So Murray... Uh, so Millsup's, Paul Milsup's missed the most games at twenty one, um, and then apart from that, Jamal Murray's is the next sort of main guy starter. He's only missed ten, so their core group with Jokic, uh, Jeremy Grant, um, Gary Harris, all those guys have played a lot of minutes together, and it shows in their most used lineup, um, as well. So, uh, Will Barton, Nikola Jokic. Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, and Jamal Murray have played 735 minutes and a plus 7.2 in per 100 possessions. The next most used lineup has only played 198 minutes, and the only difference in the lineup is Paul Millsap out and Jeremy Grant in. So that core group of four guys have played a lot of basketball together this season.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it, it's definitely going to help. Um, obviously, going back into a um, season that's been paused, but the fact they've actually had that time away from each other, like I don't know how much that impacts it. Because, as you say, they'd played all those games together, but now we've had all this time off. So, do they instantly regain that chemistry, or how does that work? So I don't. They 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 weren't training together during the whole the whole break,
0: were they? No, no, and you know, for some guys, from all reports, some guys weren't training at all because they couldn't. Yeah, Because exactly. they so, apparently couldn't get. You know. Get a basketball ring a or a court right or whatever.
1: Yeah, um, so for me, I don't know, that makes that that shakes it up a bit. But, I mean, obviously it's definitely, you know, the
0: positive. Yeah, well so I mean, for everything they have with consistency wise in their lineup, you look at their last ten games, they were five and five and embarrassed by the Clippers in one of them. So although although there was some consistency in their roster and and who was and the amount of games each like played, um, they weren't in good form. So it can go one of two ways. They can continue that bad form even though it's been four months or they come into the bubble almost the team in the best sort of nick because they. it's almost like they just pick it up again because they've played so much together and there's been no hiccups really with injury and that kind of thing. So they've got that continuity. So um, that's the fun part about the bubble is you, there's so many different ways that teams can go I mean I was discussing with Will Dallas I could see Dallas it wouldn't surprise me if they beat the Clippers in the first round just the way that they had sort of clicked into gear a bit Chris Stapps had really elevated his play Luca was Luca, so it wouldn't surprise me but it also wouldn't surprise me if they went up a seed to the sixth seed and then were out in the first round that's just the fun part of the, about the bubble I think
1: but, and you know it's, the West was already extremely even as it was. Like you probably from the second seed down to, um, I mean, even the Pelicans and Spurs, like you know, at ten and twelve respectively. Like you know, they're they're not easy beats. So not at all. You
0: know, it,
1: it's it's the West. The West to me this season has been very very even. So I mean, especially in a bubble with that sort of basketball tournament like atmosphere, you just yeah, you don't really know what you're going to get.
0: So as it stands now, the the Nuggets will be playing in the three seed. They'll be playing Houston. Um, and then, so in between them, Utah's in the four seed, OKC in the five seed. Out of those teams, who do you think Denver wants to have the most in the first round? Who suits them? So who
1: have they got again? sorry? It's so it's they're
0: they're, hu- they're line up with Houston at the moment. And then yep. other possibilities could be Utah and OKC, and then even Dallas, maybe. To be honest, I would
1: rather play. And like, I mean, if I look at the the eight teams in the well, not the eight, but the top six, probably from two down to six, probably two down to seven. Actually, you'd include the Mavericks. Um, probably OKC, I'd want to play. I just don't feel like they have the depth that some of those other teams have. They've got the chemistry. Um, but I just don't feel like they've got that firepower.
0: I think I'd have to agree with you. I think... So, Utah... Utah definitely presents some problems because Rudy Gobert is someone that... is uh, obviously a, a super defensive player and would, I think, have a field day with Nikola Jokic in a seven-game series. I think there's more... I don't, think there's, I don't think there's so many moves Nicola can throw at Rudy Gobert that Rudy couldn't eventually work out and then just stop completely. And then I think even around like the guard spot especially, Donovan Mitchell, he's a definitely a rich man's Jamal Murray, I think they had better role players. So I think the Thunder would definitely be their ideal matchup. But then once again, would not surprise me if the Thunder beat them in seven games.
1: Yeah, it's the sort of thing like that. The, the Thunder sort of present as that team that you look at their lineup and you go, oh, okay, like you know, there's definitely some good names there, but you compare it to the teams around them, and there's no sort of like MVP type talent there. But as I said, it's that chemistry. Um, I think that's got them to where they are because you, you look at the Thunder at the start of the season, and you did not have them in the playoffs. Like they oh. were, they were that team that, yeah, you know they, they were looking for the future. They've got picks coming in the next. Uh, I think. In the draft, they've got I don't know who's pick it is or
0: who's picks they are. I think it's um who have they got. They've um because they got a ton of picks coming up. So yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's hard to keep track of what picks they haven't haven't got because they got so many from the Clippers. They got yeah they, they got about, they I got, got five the five, five first round picks in the Clippers and then a couple of pick swaps as well. So seven in total. Um, yeah, I
1: was gonna say that's what I, I, I was I was sure they dominate the first round. Yep. The next draft. Yeah,
0: they do. Um, and so that, so that that's why you know, for them they've got the argument of you know, Billy Donovan Billy Donovan being coach of the year because for most in most people's eyes, that they were gonna be a bad team this year.
1: Well, yeah, they acquired Chris Paul. I think that's done them wonders, um, just to have that experience there. And like he hasn't always played, you know, he averages thirty two minutes a game. But um yeah, I think just having him there and just someone of that That figure sort of just adds so much more than you'd think, even at the age of 34. Like, he's just, it's the the experience that, yeah, I guess.
0: And great. Still playing good basketball. Yeah, still playing at the elite level and a great mentor for Shea as well, which can't be. Well, he's only
1: 21, forget about
0: that. Oh, so young. So he's getting a great apprenticeship underneath Chris Paul, one of the best to ever do it at the point guard. Um, Any more to add? On Denver, Melrose. Before we move on to Miami, um, no,
1: I'm interested to see. I think the big thing is obviously after what they've done in their scrimmages. It's just it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what lineup they what they use um, for a majority of their games. Um, you'd expect to see that core um, you spoke of. Um, yeah, I think for me, like I'd love to see Denver make the finals. Like. They continually, they're a consistent performing team. They're always, you know, I guess the past few seasons, they've been up the top of the West during the season. But come playoffs, they seem to just falter.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um,
1: So I'd love to see them push deep into the playoffs, not necessarily win it, but, you know, get to that second, third round. um, Yeah, give themselves a shot.
0: They're definitely intriguing, and I really hope just at some point they have that Massive lineup that I think that so that big lineup they had the other day. Paul Millsap was their smallest guy, and he was six, he's six nine, I think, from memory. So yeah, I
1: mean, it's a, I I looked at it and I um, so sort of like if I was lining up against a team with that size, like I'd stay in the bus. <laughs> I getting
0: Would not like, be going a, near a, it.
1: As intimidating as it
0: comes, it, I
1: just it, said to dad, I was like. Yeah, there's no, there's no hope for anyone below six foot five anymore in basketball now. Like Denver oh. just started
0: a new trend. It's all over. Imagine seeing, imagine going up for a rebound, or actually no, imagine going up, put going to put up a shot, and you see Bol Bol closing you out, and you're like, he's gonna block this, and then that big arm, big go go gadget arm extends out, <laughs> and sends it straight back down your throat. And then because there's no fans, you have to go get get the ball and have to fetch your shit as well. Just to add in something. Yeah, you.
1: exactly. <laughs> you got to go and get it. Um, or, you know, you, you're playing points and you, you're coming up, and there's, you know, Jokic standing there ready yeah, to defend.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then even if you can drive past yeah. him, then you've got a, a Plumley or a Bulbul to, yeah, to shut Bulbol you down Bulbol's when you of, get you know, the paint.
1: Well, you just out at the ring, and Bulbul's at the free throw line, and he's blocked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The arm's just that long.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're they'll be intriguing to watch and I'm 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 in I'm keen to uh to watch them in the bubble as I'm basically any basketball. I just want to watch something to do with basketball. Yeah, you thought
1: about the it, been, been a long time, so um keen to sort of I've sort of forgotten about it to be honest.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um so we'll finish off with Miami. Um another another sort of middle tier, but they're you know as we go into this bubble. Nothing's going to surprise me, especially with Miami. So they're the four seed um, coming into the bubble, 41-24. and 24, uh, A couple of games behind Boston, and they're a couple of games in front of Indiana. So I think they're pretty locked in with the four seed, to be honest. I, think they're, I don't see Boston sliding that far down. So what's going to change for Miami, though, is that Indiana are in the five seed at the moment, but they're uh, equal... With Philly So Philly I'm going to assume Will climb into the Fifth spot um, Over the eight games Which makes For a very fun First round matchup Between Miami And Philadelphia
1: Yeah It's a worry for me I, I think To me If I'm Miami I'm worried Like I Look at Philly And think that they just Match up Um, I, Yeah it, To me that, That's screams Nightmare Nightmare for the Heat. Um, but in saying that, um, if I jumped my glass half full, uh, they are 2-0 against both the Bucks and the Raptors, Miami. So that gives them a ton of confidence. Um, against the... What are they, Do you know what they are against the 76ers for the season?
0: No, I haven't looked at their... I can we, I can find it as we discuss. But yeah, their record against... Milwaukee is definitely something to hold their hat on and something that, um, yeah, is a positive for them because Bam Bam is definitely someone that presents some troubles for Giannis and definitely did in their second game where he kept Giannis to 13 points, had 15 rebounds, but which is still, so he's, he's had a double-double still, um, three assists, but only on 33% shooting. So Bam definitely presents some problems for them. Uh, for for Giannis and Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, I just um I just I did just speak to Marg. Um, <laughs>
0: what's Marg come up with?
1: Well Marg has told me that uh the Heat have the Heat are three and one against the Sixers. So I was wrong there in uh saying that it spells nightmares. I don't know, I just I looked at the lineup and see what Philly have and what Miami have and you'd sort of think you go, Oh well, you know, surely Philadelphia's got the better side. But um it's a uh, basketball's an interesting game, um uh, and the heat obviously match up well um in saying they're three and one, but it's uh they've been close games by one they've uh the sixers have won two of the last wait no the the heat won the last three
0: yeah
1: um one of them went to overtime one of them was a four point win and one of them was a thirty one point win so um
0: yeah, I guess they do match up well. Against yeah, and I think, yeah. So for Miami, they they're a little bit similar to Denver, but with a bit more offensive firepower, where they can they can do their thing on the defensive end, led by Jimmy Butler. But on the offensive end, they've got sort of an array of um, players that can really impact on that end. So Jimmy obviously leads that. Bam does his thing um, when he gets a chance, and when you've got Hero. Um, Duncan Robinson um, On the three point line And then you've got Kendrick Nunn Who can sort of Bob up and And do his thing Every now and then um, They create some issues For sure um, Miami So What's your What's your What's your glass half full For the Melrose
1: the half full is um, I mean I guess you could add Philadelphia in there as well But Two of the best teams In the East um, As I said They haven't lost To either Milwaukee Or the Raptors Um but my, my half empty is this. Miami's best is up there with the best in the East, but their worst is on par with the lower teams. So it's sort of what Miami will we see?
0: Well, I think that's been their issue for the majority of the season is that they, as you said, haven't lost to Milwaukee or Toronto, but they've lost to some bad teams. And well, not, it's, not it's regularly, but like semi-regularly. They,
1: as I was, was going to say, it's, it's almost as if they, they show up um, when they're playing those big teams um, where they're not expected to win. And then the games, you know, you'd think they'd win easily. They drop.
0: Yep. I agree. Um, I agree 100%. So they... Um, that That's my glass half empty as well, is that they've got... It, they're the classic... And I'm I'm gonna keep saying it because it's it's, it's something that I really think going into the bubble. But they're I can see them losing to Philly in the first round, or I can. Okay, but I can also definitely see them beating Philly in five games. I can definitely see that happening. And then they face Milwaukee in the second round, and I'm not. I don't say they beat them, but they definitely push Milwaukee because you know they can throw some different things at them defensively and create some issues for Giannis. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden they might push them to a sixth game or a seventh game, and then who knows what happens from there. I mean, they're in the bubble, to COVID-19, like anything can sort of happen from there. But they have the ability to do that, which is going to be interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it, as you say, it, it's definitely, it's very unknown. No one really knows what we're going to expect from, or what to expect from any team. Um yeah, taking it off what we've seen so far during the season. Um, they seem to match up well against the teams you wouldn't expect them to beat. Um, so that's certainly a positive, I guess.
0: Another thing to to mention as well, they did have some additions in Jay Crowder and Andre Gudala that came in who they didn't get to play a whole heap of basketball with before the lockdown happened. So they were sort of just starting to get into a bit of a groove with them, um, which obviously got stopped. So Although they've sort of got that core group with, you know, Jimmy Bam, Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn still there. They've got a couple extra guys that are going to play some significant minutes, especially in clutch time, that they haven't played a whole lot with yet. So unlike, you know, opposite to a Denver who we just discussed there, who have had their uh, their core group for the whole season, Miami have got a couple of new additions that are definitely valuable, but. Yeah, haven't probably haven't gelled in this team just yet, just purely of not playing enough together.
1: Yeah, I mean, and as I said, it sounds like I'm repeating myself a bit here, but it just comes back down to that uh, like that tournament it's sort of. You know, who, which teams, you know, bond the best together, and um, you know, which which organisations make it as normal as it can be. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because it's um, been a while since they played. Proper game.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Have you been? Uh, have you been watching the scrimmages, in Melrose? And have you, had, have you had any hot takes just off watching one scrimmage game just yet?
1: Oh, I mean, the one that I did pay the most attention to, which is probably the same as everyone else, is just that bowl bowl that first game where Jokic was playing points. Um, and yet just sort of yeah. I mean, as I said, after seeing that, you don't really know what you gonna get. Um, But if I do, if I look at uh, Miami, they played Memphis today or last night in uh, US time. Um, I mean, all the big names, all the Miami big names, generally, you know, they looked okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Looking at their numbers now, Jimmy Butler had 18, uh, Bam Adebayo had 16, all in reduced minutes as well, obviously. Um, Yeah, I mean, as long as they stay healthy. Uh, the heat.
0: You know, disguise women. I guess. No, I definitely agree with you there. I think they they ha- have definitely have some potential. And then even if this season doesn't work out, they have definitely got some area in the cap in the next in the coming season to sign a free agent on a max deal. So maybe a Giannis. We don't know. That's you know, there's always rumors around uh, the future free agents. So the is definitely the key one. Coming out in the next couple of years, but we'll, uh, yeah. So Miami definitely wonder if not this year, we should definitely keep an eye on uh, next year. Um, well, Melrose, it's now ten past eleven on a Wednesday night, so we might wrap it up there. What, it, do you th- what do you think?
1: Ten past eleven. The, uh if Coburg or wherever you are these days, ten minutes behind
0: the rest of it. Oh, what am I doing? Uh, my laptop's slow. Actually, it's twenty past. <laughs> it's twenty past.
1: Um, I was
0: like, Yeah, we're about to use it yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kobo Kobo Matt, we're just you know, it's like life, we're just a little bit behind on keeping up with the world. Not like you private school boys down there in uh <laughs> down in the city, down the big smoke. The, the
1: furthest I got with the private schools was uh was uh, Orientation Day. So <laughs> Um Yeah, we we got given our house we got given our summer sports. Yeah. And I was like, no, we're out of there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what what private school was that?
1: Uh it was for grammar.
0: Okay. Okay. And where'd you end up again?
1: So yeah uh Campbell High. So from uh one prestige to another. Um one of the best the best schools in Victoria to uh one of the schools that seems to be going backwards every year. <laughs>
0: um
1: yeah, uh, Coogee Grammar, the uh, the home of uh Chris Judd, Brendan Goddard, and
0: uh Big Callan Sinclair. Well, there you go. So could have could have had a Melrose <laughs> following the steps of some of the greats, but he he's <laughs> decided to go to Camberwell instead.
1: Yeah, there you go. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, uh, well, Melrose, it's been great to have you on and make your Big Head podcast, uh, our Big Head Chats podcast uh, debut. Lose virginity? The uh, yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, privileged to be on the uh, the big head. <laughs> we Love the
0: name, <laughs> there. Um And we're gonna we're gonna get the on the pine podcast up and running soon, are we not?
1: Uh, yeah, we'd hope so. I've had a few questions. People were saying Is it done. I'm like, no, no, no. Still, uh,
0: she's still there. Still
1: set, ready to go soon. Still, still to a bit Been waiting to uh, get clearance from Mark.
0: Yeah, Mark. I mean. Yeah, Maro's has been a bit busy lately. Uh, getting back into the swing of things with COVID, so we um we want to give her a little bit of a rest and just you know get back on her feet a little bit. And so we started off with the big head chats, and then and then on the pine we'll be not far in the corner. So, uh, keep out an eye for the for on the pine. Um, yeah, exactly. now Mar- yeah. So thanks for joining us, Mar-os. We'll uh we'll get you back on uh, tomorrow. We're going to discuss some of the remaining teams and then Friday morning we are into the basketball can't wait
1: sounds good Oh, will uh, yeah, chat to you soon